Hello and welcome to Kacheza, a book club where we talk about books that pretend to business. Yeah, and you are welcome to the club. Yeah, so let's get right into the book. So then, to, in this episode, episode 3, we're reviewing chapter 2 of part 1, entitled Different Quadrants, Different People. So in the book, in this ch- part of the book, the chapter, chapter 2, he decided to talk about what it means, like just as it's more summary of what it means to be in each quadrant. And first, he talked about the how um, on the left side of the quadrant you have E and S, where E E you're employed and S you E you have a job, right? You're employed. You you work for the man, and then S you have a job. You have your own. You work your own hours. You do your stuff, and yeah, you're independent. And then, B, you own a system. So then you have a whole system, and you you control a system, and you have people that run your business. And then I, is where money works for you. That's the investor. So yeah. So then um. This part, I I I really feel like this part of the book was interesting. Just um, just getting to all the quadrants because I noticed with E how he talked about E having a job, a fixed income. And I love how he talked about how, okay, the first thing, one of the first things he talks about is you can't take a, teach a dog new tricks. And it's sort of people are who they are at their core. And they have core values. So each person, people are different. And to be in each quadrant, you need to have core values for that quadrant. And that's why it's so hard for people to go from from E to S or from S to B or from S to I. Because people have different values at their core. And going back to E, when you talked about E, the he mentioned a lot of fear and security. The person wanting that security, which which also is a bit of a false sense of security because it's very, the job could like just lay off a bunch of people and you could be one of them. And also with the way the economy is, you are not guaranteed a raise, you are not guaranteed, they could even cut when cutting their budget, they could reduce salaries. That doesn't happen sometimes. Not very often, but it does happen. They could... So many things could just happen. Not that I'm bashing E, like the E quadrant, but it's... Yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Like, yeah, it seems like the security. I think in each quadrant, there is a risk. There's an amount of risk. And I love how he said you cannot... You can't avoid risk. And that's so true. Being someone that I would say I'm an expert in accounts, but yeah, okay, I have I have qualified. Okay, as a chartered accountant, I think I can say safely that I know what I'm talking about to some extent. Risk is inevitable, even in a business. You can't avoid all the risks, even in a job, even when you start. You can't. Risk is inevitable. You can only manage risk. That's why you have things like risk management. And it's very important to know how to manage your risks so that you can kind of minimize the impact. 
so I feel that um yeah so I think that was really important when he talked about that because in each and to study in each quadrant there is risk some are riskier than others but there is some sort of risk so you kind of learn from that yeah so being in the e wanting a secure job and how we talked about i really do think that that's true like back in the day you just having a job was it like you're just having a job not even like a not even being a boss or a ceo or something like that you're just having a job at a proper position you could buy land you can buy a house you can buy a car like people like a man could have a man could be like a manager or something at a good company and be paying all the bills paying for everything and then the the mom is like a housewife and the children are going to good schools and yeah back in the day it made sense because you're in pension like it was really good but now things are different and i think a lot of millennials and gen zers are talking about this about how like the housing housing crisis and just how expensive houses are for someone to just get buy a house even land in um like a permanent area like a good place and even just buying a car and just buying a car well well in zambia like buying a car is not uh, you know the taxes and everything it's not as easy as it was and also and also, the thing about pension, I know he said that, like, you contribute as the contribution, the schemes are different now, but also you can take into account inflation. Because inflation, I think people, like, I remember there's a saying, like, inflation is a thief. Because it really does steal your money. It really does steal your money. Inflation is a thief. It really does steal your money. And you find that, like um yeah i think i was listening to something actually like just having savings like sometimes you just have savings and they're just there but the money that you had back then is not going to be the same it won't have the same value as a money now yeah quite all right it's the same amount but now it's of less value because of inflation so it's kind of like a thief in that way because it steals value but it still is value, your money's value. And the same with pension. I feel that I can, the way things are in Zambia, um, imagine if you saved a 200, right? Let's just start with a 200. You saved it back in the day, back in the day, maybe let's say 2009. 200 could have bought a lot of stuff, I won't even lie. Because at that time, bread was five, three, Five kwacha, it was around there. You could buy, you could buy milk, you could buy cornflakes, you could buy a lot of breakfast stuff. You could even buy a bag of potatoes. Like, I, I think you could even buy something for fifty or something. But now today, a two hundred, a two hundred is a bag of potatoes. That's all. That's that bag. Like, in shop right, it's just a bag. So it's it's completely. It's just so. So I'm just, I'm trying to let you see how risky it is, just, even just having a pension. You might be thinking, uh, this is going to help me, like, this is something. Um, like, I'm settled, like, I'm, like, I'm settled, like, I have my life planned out, I have pension, I have everything, but then, 
yeah, with time, with time, the value, it could be losing its value. That's what I'm saying. And the, yeah, so like with, the thing with investments is that it increases time value of money. Like it will increase with time because of inflation and other factors. And also, even as when you have a business, like the profit you'll be making will be increasing according to your expenses, even a business. So, yeah, I'm just trying to say that E has its risks too. And then the S. So then um, the S, he mentioned how people who are, who, who are like self-employed, want to be self-employed, kind of have that like independent spirit where they... They can even tell you like I'm I'm able to work the for this amount per hour type of thing, and they just believe that they can do it. They can just do it right their first time, and he mentioned how some SS think that they are running a business when really they're self-employed, and one thing that he used to differentiate the two is that if you can't leave your business. For a year and it continues running like profitably then you're self-employed like if you can't leave your business then you're self-employed because someone who's self-employed owns a job yeah you have to say you're the one who calls the shots but then you don't run a system that a business owner runs a system and a business and he gave an example of how he runs businesses right and he believes why work why work why do everything on my own why manage everything when i can hire people who are way more intelligent than i am to do that work and a lot of people yeah and even getting on to starting a business a lot of people think that starting a business is easy okay this part of the book okay this chapter was so good because there's so many things that he said and it just like lit up so many things in me so he mentioned that the that so many people have good ideas, but not everybody can um, make a profitable business. And he just talked about how being able to commercialize your idea, like, is what really makes you a business owner. Because, and then some people, he was like, some people don't get it the first time. So he gives an example of McDonald's, right? And then he asks them, can you make a better burger than McDonald's? People, people are like, yes, I can make a better burger than McDonald's. And then he goes to ask, are you able to sell that product, market it, package it, make sure that... Um, the whole organization is coordinated, things are being paid for, and you keep on making profit year after year. And then they're like, mm. <laughs> because that's not easy. And that's really the thing. And it really made me realize why you find so many people who they'll start a business, it's profitable, and then they're able to start another business in a completely different sector. And there are a lot of businessmen who do this. Maybe they have a business, maybe they'll, they'll do a mine, they'll, they'll do that, they'll invest in another startup, it will be profitable, they'll go this side, they'll even start like um, 
a food chain, it will do well, they do this and that, and then it will still do well. Because, like, it's it's being able to market these things, being able to know how to um, commercialize these things, and being able to be a good leader. Yeah, being able to be a good leader. So, yeah, being able to be a good leader, and then it's certain values, certain skills, that's what you were saying, certain skills you have at your core, certain values, certain skills you have at your core that make you excel in each quadrant. And I think it's less about the idea you have. It's less about the product, but more about your core values and skills that you have type of thing. And that's what really got me. Because I've always... You just wonder the people who, because there are people who just, that's the one business they're failing. But there are other people who are doing multiple things at the same time. And you're wondering, what's the secret sauce? Like, what do these people have? Like, what do they have? Because you can't say that they're really skilled in this sector because they'll be doing so many things in different sectors. And you're like, Every year, there are people who are running businesses that even after they are gone, they're still thriving. You know, they're still thriving. Because they're, they built a system. These, these people are so good. Forget a year. They are not, like people, they are not here anymore. And their businesses are still thriving. Because they built a culture, they built a system, and they just run it. And then it's running on its own. Even at it, it's still running. So I think that's that was really interesting, and I love that he was also giving a lot of good good tips on being a leader. And if you want to know about these tips, you can go on practical tips, practical takeaways. Sorry, practical takeaways on the website, and you'll find some of the practical takeaways he was giving on so many things that I hope will benefit you and your endeavors. Yes. And then, yeah. So then he goes on to talk about, oh yeah, self, being self-employed is also sort of risky. I forgot to talk about like the risk there because yeah, you know, the economy could just be, could be, could just be like, could be bad and budgets could be tight and Whatever you're dealing in, people are just not willing to hire. Like, maybe you're doing something that people are no longer, people are just now doing it internally. And the way the industries work is that when, when a technique or a concept starts trending in the industry, everyone starts doing it. Yeah. Yeah, so then it's very risky because even your clients, your client list that you've built over time could go to your competitors go to a much more established business because um it's this these multinational companies really do squash smes yeah okay most self-employed ventures these are like um accounting firms and even a law firm yeah, and they start small scale. Yeah. Yeah, and then we move on to the B, on the right side of the quadrant. Now on the right side of the quadrant. Yes. 
only on the right side of the quadrant so then a b these are the business owners and i feel like i already talked so much about the b quadrant already on some of its core values so i'll just say the risks when you start a business when you start a business um it's very it's very risky because your whole system could crumble some valuable people that were really keeping things together could just leave the firm could just leave the firm which could which is a huge loss to the company and the thing about starting a business is that when you have a bad reputation when you just there are bad reputation risks they're just yeah it's very risky honestly i think this one is it is very self-explanatory, honest. Because I feel that when you start a business, you have there is so much risk. Because all the risk falls on you as a business owner compared to when you're at a company. Because if something happens, you still get paid. Type of thing. Worse if you work for the government, like you still be getting paid. You still be getting paid. Yeah. So we can move on to I which is the sort of like investors quadrant. And these are the risk takers. These are the risk takers. And it's not about the rate of return, but about the rate of return. So it's, it's sort of they're, they're more concerned with how much they're going to get back and the money works for them. And so when you think of passive income, there's this thing called passive income that's going around this is this is the quadrant passive income is made this these people are i feel like this is a very this is i feel like this is a quadrant that a lot of people want to be in there are a lot of movie, movies that are made about this quadrant wall street like when you just hear wall street this is what they're talking about it's this quadrant like stock exchange derivatives like this quadrant this is this is the quadrant you know and i'm so happy that later in the book we'll get to talk more about this quadrant because this is a quadrant i'm also interested in and yeah money working for you and not you working for money that sounds so cool sorry but that sounds so cool i don't work for money money works for me that's that's that sounds like something that can even be on the shirt yeah so that's I feel like this one, this one is explanatory when it comes to risk. Because this is when you invest into a venture, if it does, it doesn't do well, which which happens a lot. The market crashes. How many times do markets crash? And then why is your money gone? Or like I will I will talk about this because there's actually a story. I was actually watching it was a movie in the when i think i'll talk more about this movie and about a certain terms and other stuff when we really start talking about this quadrant later on because so then there's this there's a movie about how there's a phenomenon going on during the when the market crashed like the financial crisis and everything how a lot of people already saved up a lot of people were investing they invested their money and these were their life savings 
and then the market crashed and they lost everything and they lost everything and some people even committed suicide so it's it's very risky and it's very sad because you lose so much and there's there's really nothing nothing that they can do about it you know and ish honestly losing that amount of money and the thing about it is that they can be telling you on paper that you have this much amount like your shares are worth this much but unless you have the money in your hand you don't have that money because the next minute like the market is up the next minute it's down and you've lost you've lost out you've lost out there's nothing you can do yeah so then um this comes to the end of this episode i hope you enjoyed this chapter as much as i did and yeah so be sure to go back to the website there are a lot of things on the website they are the practical takeaways i talked about even the comic strips and there are also irritated moments and printables so the website is linked in the description and yeah have a good day and till next time